Chapter Three of The Rover Boys Out West by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Three The Missing Danger Signal. When Sam came back, he found Dick sitting on a rock with his cut plastered up from the outkit taken along to the football match. Frank had likewise been attended to. I am so glad you are not hurt seriously, said Mrs. Stanhope, as she sat down beside Dick, with Dora close at hand. All of you have had a very narrow escape. It is a shame that no danger signal was displayed, said Dora. When they are fixing a bridge, they usually put a bar across the road with the sign, Danger, Road Closed, on it. Exactly, put in Peleg but I hain't seen no sign, and that I can swear to. In that case, contractor Darwell will be responsible for the smash-up, said John Laney. Are the horses hurt? They are pretty well scratched up around the legs. Hmph! And the two front wheels of the stage are a total wreck. I reckon it will take the best part of fifty dollars to fix matters up. Anyway, I don't calculate as how I'm responsible, grumbled the general utility man, fearing he saw trouble ahead when Captain Putnam should hear of the affair. A creaking on the road was heard, and presently a lumber wagon hove into sight, piled high with the new planking for the bridge. On the front sat Darwell, the contractor, and two of his workmen. Hello, what does all this mean? cried the contractor, as he brought his wagon to a standstill and viewed the wrecked stage. "'It means that Captain Putnam will have a little account to settle with you, Mr. Darwell,' put in Harry Blossom promptly. "'With me? What for?' "'For this wreck.' "'And for this cut chin,' added Frank. "'And my being knocked out,' said Dick." I'm not responsible for any wreck, replied Joel Darwell. I put up the bar with a danger signal on it, up at the crossroads. We didn't see no sign, interrupted Peleg Snuggers. Not a bit of a sign. There was no sign when I came along, said John Laning. I put the sign up not over three hours ago, insisted Joel Darwell. I can show you just where Sandy Long and I dug the post holes for it. Then some rascal took the sign down, said Tom. What for? Must have done it to wreck the stage, answered Larry Colby. But could anybody be so cold-blooded? Yes, there are several people who would do that, answered Dick promptly but I don't think they are within a hundred miles of Cedarville just now. You mean Dan Baxter, for one, said Sam. And Josiah Crabtree, for another, put in Tom. They are both down on everybody around here. How about Mumps? asked Larry. Oh, he reformed after that chase on the ocean, and I've heard he is now out west, said Sam. There's another rascal, though, Mr. Arnold Baxter, but he's in jail in Albany. He and that tool of his, Buddy Girk. Well, certainly somebody is responsible, said Frank, supposing we go back and try to find some clue. 
and find the danger sign and put it up again said joel darwell a dozen of the boys went back and with them tom and sam leaving dick with the stanhopes as soon as the crowd had left dora stanhope motioned the elder rover to one side oh dick it makes me shiver to hear josiah crabtree spoken of she said in a whisper why dora you don't mean to say that he has turned up again he questioned quickly no but but last night i heard a strange noise on our side porch as if somebody was trying the side window i went to the door and asked to know who was there at once i heard somebody or some animal leave the porch and climb over the side fence of the garden i am almost certain it was some person trying to get into the house did you tell your mother no she had one of her nervous headaches and i thought it wouldn't do no good but i couldn't sleep all night and i laid with a big stick in one hand and papa's old revolver in the other the revolver wasn't loaded but i thought i might scare somebody with it the revolver ought to be loaded dora do you know what caliber it is no you know i know little or nothing about firearms then i'll find out for you and get some cartridges if josiah crabtree is around you ought to shoot him on the spot oh i could do that even though i do know how dreadfully he treated you while you were in the heart of africa you must be very careful of your movements especially after dark crabtree may be around with some new scheme against you or your mother i wish he could have been left behind in africa oh so do i but he and dan baxter both came back to america didn't they so we heard in boma but don't get worked up too much dora for it might have been only a cat or a common tramp looking for something to eat we have had lots of tramps around the hall lately i have asked grace laney to pay us a visit and she is coming over tomorrow then you will have somebody in the house besides your mother and yourself i wish i could stay with you folks how long are you going to remain at the hall dick when you came back you said something about going out west with your father to look up that mining claim in colorado we shan't start for the west until next spring father was going right away at first but after he found out that arnold baxter was safe in jail and couldn't bother him any more he concluded to remain with uncle randolph and aunt martha until next spring so as to give himself the chance to get back his old-time strength his sufferings in africa pulled him down a good bit i suppose well i am glad you will be around during the winter next summer mamma has promised to go with me on a trip to buffalo and then around the great lakes i trust the lake air will do her much good and that we won't hear or see anything of mr crabtree while we are on the water i'd like to go with you on that trip answered dick i have no doubt you will have a grand time little did he dream of all the perils that trip was to lead to and of how he and his brothers would be mixed up in them in the meantime the others had journeyed up the hill to where the road branched off in three directions at this point joel darwell
pointed out two newly made holes in the earth, about fifteen feet apart. See them? he cried. Well, that is where I placed the danger sign, and I am willing to swear to it. And so am I, added the workman who was along. Well, there is no danger signal here now, returned Tom, glancing around. Some bushes torn up beside the road attracted his attention, and he hurried toward them. Here you are. He pointed to a cleared spot behind the bushes, and there, on the ground, lay the torn-up posts and boards. Evidently, somebody had dragged them thither in great haste. It's the work of some thorough rascal, cried Sam, somebody who meant mischief to our stage. Maybe dis was the work of dem Pornell Academy fellers, suggested Hans. No, they are gentlemen, not scoundrels, replied Tom. They may feel cut up, but they wouldn't play such a dastardly trick as this. The spot was one commanding a good view of the back road, so that anybody standing there could have seen the stage coming, while it was still a quarter of a mile off. All hands began a search for some clue leading to the identity of the evildoers, that is, all but Joel Darwell and his helper. These two dragged the posts and boards into position again, and this time set them down so firmly that a removal would be out of the question without tools. Hello, here's something, cried one of the cadets presently. Did you just drop this, Tom? As he spoke, he held up a round, flat coin of coppery metal, engraved with several circles and a rude head. No, I didn't drop it, replied Tom, his face grown serious. Did you, Sam? Sam gave a look, placed his hand in his pocket, and brought out a similar piece. No, there is mine, he said. Where in the world did that come from? Then Tom and Sam looked at each other. The same idea crossed the mind of each. The coin was similar to those they had handled while on their way through Africa. They had brought home several as pocket pieces. "'I'll wager Dan Baxter dropped that,' cried Tom. "'He, or Josiah Crabtree,' finished Sam. "'Yes, I am sure of it, for Dick brought none to Putnam Hall. I heard him tell the captain so when they were talking about coins one day.' Then, in that case, either Baxter or Crabtree is responsible for the smash-up, came from one of the other cadets. Right you are. The question is, which one? Perhaps both was guilty, suggested the German student. That may be true, Hans, came from Tom. I wonder if one or the other of the rascals is in hiding around here. We'll begin a search, said Sam. Hans, go and call the others, and at once the German cadet started off on his errand. End of chapter 3